Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, good morning and welcome to the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger uh, at Baldy NFL. Find us right here on your uh, Odyssey app, wherever you download your apps. Um, so it's, uh, it's Friday here before Championship Sunday. We have uh, some news, I think, that we should talk about, and that's the hiring of Raheem Morris uh, as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, it's uh, it's not a surprise, to be honest with you. Raheem's a good coach. Uh, he's been a great coach. He's coached in Atlanta a couple times. Uh, he was the wide – I remember seeing Raheem Morris on the field, you know, coaching the wide receivers, which I thought was like a head-scratcher. Under Dan Quinn, he was a wide receiver coach for a long time. And then when Dan Quinn – was let go. Uh, Raheem Morris became the interim head coach. So he, Arthur Blank, the, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, was around Raheem Morris. The organization was around him. Um, There's a lot of familiarity with what Raheem brings, who he is. Remember, he was he was a head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he started his coaching career in the NFL. Was a head coach there for three years. Didn't work out. Um, you know, kind of bounced around, was was in Atlanta a couple of times and been with the Rams the last three years and won a Super Bowl there. And, you know, he's just a quality, quality person, quality head coach. And, you know, when you look at it, you go, OK, uh, Bill Belichick was interviewed twice with the Atlanta Falcons and they took Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick. Um, and you can argue like. How is it that Bill Belichick didn't get that job? Well, I just think sometimes you're just familiar with a way a person operates and what he has accomplished. And I think the best is in front of Raheem Morris, which which is, is great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, this is the second defensive coordinator of the Rams under Sean McVay that has gotten a job. Brandon Staley, of course, got the job with the Chargers. And so you look at the pipeline of Sean McVay to the NFL. I mean, Shane Waldron went up and became the offense coordinator of Seattle. Now he's the offense coordinator of Chicago. You look at uh, Matt LaFleur and Kevin O'Connell and all the guys that are coming out of uh, the pipeline of Sean McVay, which is a credit to Sean McVay. Like he knows how to train these guys and give them opportunities and get them ready and so congratulations to Raheem Morris. There's two jobs that are left open, the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. And you have to, like, ask yourself, could could the great Bill Belichick be left out of a coaching search? I think it's possible. I think Washington could be waiting on Ben Johnson right now to see uh, what happens with Detroit this weekend. Um, I think that's kind of what you – know, you've got the second pick in the draft – more than likely going to draft a quarterback. Do they want to put uh, Ben Johnson with one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or uh, Daniels? I mean, whoever they decide, uh, all that is yet to be determined. But so then you go, okay, what is Seattle going to do? Is Where are they going to go? I mean, would they go to Bill Belichick after they just have parted ways with Pete Carroll? Uh, they're at similar ages, you know, in their 70s. I don't know that you would go after Bill Belichick after relieving Pete Carroll of his duties. Would John Schneider make that move? So, anyways, that's 
the latest on the coaching front, obviously there's a lot of uh, position coaches that are turning heads right now. We'll see what Dave Canales does in Carolina and what he does putting your staff together because there's a couple because when you put your staff together, I mean, you got to find your offense coordinator and your defense coordinator. And, and look, maybe, maybe Raheem Morris is the defense coordinator in Atlanta and the head coach. Maybe he hires a defense coordinator. We got to wait to be seen. We know Philadelphia is still looking to hire an offensive coordinator right now. Interviewing Kellen Moore most recently and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, what do they do? Does Nick Sirianni take over the play calling duties? So all that is yet to be determined. Um, and then you always, you know, in Carolina, in Atlanta, I think after your coordinators, the most important hire is your offense line coach. Who's going to coach your line? Because generally, not only does the, off the offense line coach coach the offense line, but he usually does the run game. He's usually the run game coordinator. Uh, he's working with your offense coordinator as far as uh, pass protections, blitz pickups, all that kind of stuff, you're working hand in hand. And so, you know, does uh, a guy like Callahan get the job in Tennessee? Does he try to recruit his father, Bill Callahan, from Cleveland, if he can, to come there and be his offense line coach in Tennessee? It was broken the last two years with the injuries and rookies and changes they made in Tennessee. Does that happen? So that's that. The coaching search is as the world turns. It's a carousel, and it spins every year. It was a lot of changes this year. They said it was going to be a lot of changes, and there really was. And it yet to be determined. Uh, two spots yet with Championship Sunday. This is three weeks at the end of the regular season now, where we're still looking to fill certain voids. And so teams are taking their time. And it might be possible that Maybe the greatest coach we've all watched um, in Bill Belichick might be left out of a job. It's possible. Um, I, I find it hard to believe because I have all the respect in the world for Bill. But I was in Dallas with Tom Landry, and Tom Landry never got another job. I worked with and have been around Brian Billick. Um, you know, and he won a Super Bowl in 2001. And in, by 2007, you know, 2007, he was out of a job, never got a second job. Uh, Don Shula, uh, when Wayne Huizenga bought the, the, the team from Joe Robbie, was left out of a job, uh, never got another job. So we've seen great coaches come and go, and sometimes the they just get to the end of the line, and they just want somebody younger and newer ideas and fresher ideas and to connect with their players and their team. So, with that being said, let's get to Championship Sunday. I think I'm going to be in Baltimore, yet to be determined, but I, I might very well be in Baltimore. I think the weather's going to be a factor. We could get rain in Baltimore like we got in San Francisco uh, last weekend. And how does it affect throwing the ball, ball security, kicking game, field conditions? All that is something that you have to, as a head coach, as a fan, as somebody that um, – as an analyst, as somebody that is looking at the line on these games and uh, from the gambling component, how does the weather play into it? You have to factor it because you just don't know how it's going to affect it. So that, that's a consideration, although there was no fumbles 
in San Francisco, Green Bay and San Francisco, no fumbles, but certainly uh, it looked like Brock Purdy had a hard time throwing the ball in those kind of conditions. It could have been rust, could have been the weather, could have been put the glove on, take the glove off. All those decisions to be made by, we know Patrick Mahomes is going to wear a glove. Like he's going to throw it. I don't think Lamar will either. So uh, how they throw it and how they take care of it is interesting. I think the coordinators in this game, Mike McDonald of Baltimore and the great Steve Spagnuolo with two Super Bowl championships uh, as defense coordinators in Kansas City and, and with the New York Giants. What kind of a game plan does he have to corral, contain, slow down, affect Lamar Jackson? Like his game plan against Josh Allen last week was completely different than his game plan to Josh Allen in week 14. So five weeks later, had a completely different game plan. So we might not know what that game plan is until the game starts, until the first quarter or at halftime, what he's deciding to do, what he's trying to do. Uh, I can't wait personally for the chess match, whether it's blitzing his corners, and he blitzed his corners more than anybody else in the league, whether it's spying Lamar with one or two players. Does that have a role in it? Mike McDonald, like does he blitz Pat Mahomes? It's not really a good thing to do that to Pat Mahomes, but it's kind of who he is, Mike McDonald. They like to blitz Kyle Hamilton or Patrick Queen or Roquan Smith to get a free rusher, maybe a free hitter to the quarterback. Uh, he has shown all of that. He's shown a propensity to blitz his corners, whether it's Marlon Humphrey. And I saw him practicing this week. So I, I think Marlon's probably going to be up. Um, Ronald Darby started last week, played fine. I, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference who they play on the edge uh, at corners because of the way that they play and their matchup zones that they play. But when you look at Patrick Mahomes now, He's played 16 – he started 16 postseason games. His record is 13-3 and three in those 16 postseason games. He's thrown 38 touchdowns against seven interceptions. He's thrown for over 4,500 yards. If you just took Patrick Mahomes in the postseason and put his statistics up, he'd be the unanimous choice to be the MVP of the league. And that's just in the postseason – where you're seeing the best of the best in every game. You're seeing the best opponent, the best defenses, the best game plan, all of that. He's 13-3, and 4,500 yards, 38 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. And does he improve upon that to go to 14-3 and three this week or fall back to 13-4? and four? All that being said, I think I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens in this game. I just think they've been the best team throughout the season, start to finish. I think they have uh, demolished some good teams this year. Uh, I saw Geno Smith get demolished. I saw Brock Purdy get demolished. I saw Tua Tonga-Valoa. I saw Jalen Hurts just get demolished by Baltimore in all phases. Uh, I think they've got the best kicker in the history of the game of Justin Tucker. I, I trust him. Uh, and Lamar is looks different than he has in any other season under the tutelage of Todd Munkin. I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I'll take them 27 to 24 over the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And it might come down to a Justin Tucker kick. 
It might be just that close. In San Francisco in the late game at 6.30 on Sunday, I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers in the game over the Detroit Lions, although I can pitch. If if I did this podcast an hour from now, I might take the Detroit Lions. I, I'm waffling that much, but I think the 49ers have been the best team in the NFC all year. They had a stretch where they didn't win a game for three weeks in a row. Um, the quarterback struggled in some of those games, but he came out of the struggles and played great down the stretch. I like Brock Purdy. I like his poise. I like his ability to extend plays. I like his fearlessness to throw the ball in the middle of the field, to make stick throws when he has to, like he did on the game-winning drive against Green Bay, um, to play error-free football. Although we saw Darnell Savage drop what might have been a pick six last week. I don't know if he ever saw him. It was a bad throw. He made a lot of uh, bad throws in the game. It's going to happen in playoff games. You're going to have to overcome mistakes. It's just it's just part of the nature of playing a championship game. You're, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, you're you're going to have defenses that are going to fool you. Uh, Detroit has that capability. But at the end, I think he can make up for it. And I think he's a championship caliber quarterback. Like that's what I believe he is against the grain of what a lot of people think he is. Now, Detroit, I think they play loose. I think they play fast, kind of not carefree where you're careless, but carefree where they're going to attack. They're going to play their game. Uh, if they have to go for it on fourth downs, um, they've done it over 40 times this year to extend drives, play keep away. They could do it. Uh, I think Jared Goff can have success against San Francisco's defense. I saw Kirk Cousins have success. I had, I saw, you know, a lot of teams have success against the 49ers this year. Joe Burrow, you know, I mean, I saw a lot of teams have success. Uh, Lamar Jackson against this defense. Like I saw Ambry Thomas struggle against Jordan Love. That being said, they also are a championship defense. Bosa, Warner, Greenlaw, Gibson, I mean, Javon Hargrave. Like these guys are championship caliber players. Uh, Traverius Ward, I think they're really good. I think they can overcome their weaknesses. They took the ball away twice last week, Dre Greenlaw. Uh, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner have played five years together. No no tandem linebackers have played more games, started more games, played more postseason games than Greenlaw and Warner. And one thing about the 49ers, and their greatest strength is how hard they play on defense. They play hard. They get to the ball. They rally. Good things happen when you get to the ball. Like they they weren't a nail-biter last year against Seattle uh, in the divisional round until, uh, you know, they forced a fumble and Nick Bosa recovered a fumble of Geno Smith. Like I saw that happen. Like they know what time it is. And they know they're built, I think, for this championship run. And I'm not taking anything away. I think Detroit is going to play good football. But I think at the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey wants a championship. Like he's had an MVP caliber season. He's been healthy. He is healthy. He was dynamic last week in uh, running for two touchdowns, breaking the game open with a 39-yard run to give the lead in the third quarter. I think he's got more of those runs in him against Detroit. So I'll take the uh, I'll take the 49ers in this game, uh, 31-27. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope it's a great game. So I'll take San Francisco in Baltimore 
in Championship Sunday, the two number one seeds at home. All right. And I will come back and probably eat crow on Monday when I rejoin you here on the best football show uh, in my picks. Although I got all four picks right last week. I got them right the week before. So um, I'm, I'm in a hot wave right here, but I'll take the two home games, home teams, and I will come back and talk about it on Monday. I hope you come back and join me. This has been the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger, and I do this every day, and I can't wait to break these games down uh, come Monday morning.